Yo, what's up, everyone? This is the Not Mainstream Podcast. I'm Stuart Douglas. This podcast is brought to you by the Athletes Post. Anyways, this is the first episode, our inaugural episode of the Not Mainstream Podcast. So I had to bring in my guy, Zach Novak, former teammate at Michigan, uh, former roommate at Michigan. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stories that you probably can't tell on air. Uh, but we, we, we had a good conversation, some good beeline stories. Um, he's going to LA for the Michigan game, uh, Sweet 16. That's today. And, uh, yeah, I'm a little jealous. I'm, I'm in here in Israel and the weather is great, but yeah, I'm a little jealous. Wish, wish I could be there in LA with him and watch the team live. Um, but yeah, we got some good, good conversation and, uh, hope you guys will enjoy it. So when you told me you were flying to LA for the game, I immediately thought of one of my favorite Zach Novak stories which I, it's still hard to believe, but uh, I'll let you explain. I'm, I'm, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to let you explain your, your thought process through it. So our first year, uh, we go overseas. You go to the Netherlands. I'm in Spain. And they're making their run, and they hit the Final Four. And I remember texting you, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to the Final Four. I was like, wait, don't you guys still have games going on? I said, yeah, I'm going to the Final Four. Uh, I just told them I'll be back later. And it just blew it blew my mind. And I'm almost 100 percent sure nobody in the history of overseas basketball has ever done that before. <laughs> yeah. It was an aggressive move for sure. Uh I mean, I think I was in a little bit of a different place. You know, you were starting to, you know, build a career over there. And I pretty much knew at that point I was all but done uh with the overseas basketball thing. So uh, I, you know, I had a little bit of leverage there. And so what I told the coach was there's, there's really two options. Uh, I was going to go to the final four and either I could come back or I didn't need to come back. And I, I gave them the choice. And so, uh, what the agreement was, was that I could go, we were playing the worst team in the league. Uh, that week. So it wasn't really going to be a huge, huge loss to the team. And, uh, they just asked me not to do any media. So they said, don't get on TV. We're going to put you, we're going to put you in the injury report and just say you're sick. So I was like, of course, sure. That, that sounds great. So I buy the ticket, which was like literally like a month salary out there (laughs) or whatever. It was great. So I, I buy the, I buy the ticket. I go there and of course I'm, you know, I'm 22, 23 in Atlanta with, you know, a million of my friends. So we had a couple of drinks and I'm walking through the like main hotel at the, uh, the NCAA headquarters or whatever. They always have everybody mm-hmm. stay in the same place. And I go in the basement and it's like every single, um, uh, news or like yet like outlet every news outlet you can think of for like stations with cameras i'm walking by and it's like with cameras like yeah it's full go and they're like all filming stuff and somebody grabs me like hey do you want to do this and i'm like whatever (laughs) sure so i do it so so i do it and 
whatever, fast forward, the game ends, I fly back and I go to the first practice and our GM, I don't know if you ever saw Beavis and Butthead, but he kind of looked like the principal on that, like real big bald guy. And he goes, Zach, come here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and he obviously saw the interview and he goes, and I just ask you to do one thing, one thing. I let you go to the final four and this is what you do. You embarrass me. And I was just like, yeah, sorry. I think my exact quote was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. That was it. They didn't end up no. doing anything. Uh, yeah, nothing happened. They still, they paid me my, my uh, five bucks for the week or whatever yeah. it was. And, and it was all good. No, I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're not really in a position of leverage there. And I don't know what to expect. Obviously, they don't know you. I mean, you're going to have some drinks. You're, you're pretty recognizable with the, with the Michigan crowd. I mean, I, I, my, my bet would have been that you would have had somebody put you on camera somewhere. Twitter, a Twitter interview. Well, I mean, I mean my yeah, it, I was like, Adrian, you realize that my seat was, I was yeah. in the front row with five seats next to Desmond Howard. So I was like, I was on TV for like millions of people to see the game. Not just, not just this interview, but he, whatever. He didn't get it. So we just, we agreed to disagree. <laughs> he kept on yeah, I mean, that's not much I can do besides be pissed off. What, uh, was that the, no, was that when like the fab five showed up, but Chris Weber wasn't like with, yeah. yeah, I think Weber was up in the in the box. I mean, that was one of the most that was one of the most surreal moments when the Fab Five showed up and they were like ten rows up. Yeah, they were close. And I was like, "That's there." I was like, "Yeah," but I was my seat was in front of that, <laughs> and I was like, "This is BT hooked it up." <laughs> it was like it was it was me, Chris Martirano, and Desmond Howard. Yeah, that's the about game. the rank I would put. And it, I was yeah. like. Yeah, I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be one of the cooler moments. <laughs> Normally, you don't know that when yeah, you're in the yeah. moment. I fully knew it. I was like, look, it's all downhill from here. Just let's live this one up. No, you have to. Did Jalen recognize you? Did you ever talk to him? Yeah, no, I talked to Jalen. I didn't talk to, I think, Jimmy. Jimmy yeah, we knew Jimmy, too. though, from playing uh, with gyms. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy was around all the time. I was time. just. Uh, I didn't was bitter towards Jalen. You know, it was always like Trey was his boy, Tim was his boy. I'm like, I just want like a, a couple conversations, Jalen, just like a little bit here and there, maybe a little bit of recognition. Never got though. Still bitter about it. Yeah, he was no, he, he was, was cool, cool with me. I mean, we had we had we had some good uh, some good conversations. I remember in Illinois, oh, Illinois, we man. talked for a while. He's, yeah, he's no, he's dude. solid, and he's just. I mean, a Jalen Rose Pacers jersey is still coveted to this day. So he's big in Indiana and Michigan. So I've will, I will always loved him. I, I was just one yeah, of the props. He's a legend. Dude, you should just, you should ask him on Twitter and just say, you feel I'm left right. out. Just, just give me, give me an emoji wave. That's not good enough. I need more than that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm always needy with that though. Especially on Twitter. What a... I want to get into some of the team now. Uh, I imagine you've watched more than me with some of the time 
difference here. I've been able to catch a lot of the team. Um, I relate to this team a lot more than the other teams. I think you would agree with that. Some of the, the defensive so, yeah. intensity, to say the least. Uh, well, they're way better than we yeah, were. Defense. Yeah, I know. Does it, <laughs> I always look back at our defensive teams like, man, we weren't as good as I, I thought we were. Like, we were busting our ass, and we still didn't have quite the numbers that I thought we had. No, no, we were, we played hard, but we, uh, we had a lot to make up for. Yeah, we definitely, but no, I think, I think this team, you know, obviously defensively that, you know, they bring a, a certain attitude, which I mean, frankly, they just had so much talent the last, you know, couple of years or, you know, Tim, Trey, so Nick, Glenn, Mitch, they didn't really need no. to do that. Uh, Karis, you know, all those guys. But uh, I think this this team has a little bit of both. There, there's a couple of pros on the team for sure. But you've also got guys who bought in. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting to see that come together. And obviously the week in New York, they were unbelievable. And if they play like that, they'll win the whole thing. Now they got to find a little bit of that this next week. But I, I think they got a good shot. They're they're pretty solid. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they guard, you know, A and M. You know, they basically play two fives. And these, you know, these teams are really athletic. Yeah. Um and I think it'll be interesting because, you know, if I think back when we played, that's the type of team that we're like we're licking our chops to play. Oh, yeah. Because we're just gonna we're gonna carve them up, cut them up. I don't care if they're first round draft picks, whatever they are. You know, we're going to we're going to run a ton of action at them back cut. Be interesting to see with this team because they are I mean, they're definitely more athletic than we were and they, they're they more skilled mm-hmm. for sure. So they don't have to rely on that. But like this is the type of game where I, I wonder if we'll see Beeline put in put in some of those, you know, those backdoor sets, you know, start start looking for guys getting hot. And particularly, you know, what what kind of positions is he going to put that that four man in on their team who is not going to be able to guard on the perimeter? And he's not going to go out and guard Duncan Robinson from 30 right. feet out. So it'll be interesting to see this, the sets that we're coming, coming with tomorrow. But, I mean, would you think Matthews can do that coming from the four? Using him, like, like making that guy uh, ragged on the perimeter? Running him around? Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see if the guy guards Matthews or uh, or guards like Duncan or Isaiah. So I, I think I think the best matchup, you know, our our starting four, who's you know, he can shoot, but uh, not as well as Duncan, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much do we go to Duncan and make that guy really stretch the floor and get him out of the lane. Versus, you know, going with with Isaiah, who's been great as well. Yeah, they've been all good. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to watch this team. I really like this team. Obviously, I, I was like really invested in the run, the Final Four run. Um, you know, knowing some of the guys playing with the guys, obviously. And then I got a little disconnected there for a year or two. But this team, uh, they're just a lot of fun to watch. And I'm not the biggest proponent of college basketball, but they kind of embody all those things that you like about college basketball. Um, so yeah, they'll definitely be one of the, one of the teams that I've rooted for the most since I've graduated, but I wanted to ask you about Beeline. I mean, 
you've, like I said, you've watched more games. Has Beeline still been as calm this year as he as he has the last year, like the last few years? I think even even more so. I mean, I think I've seen a, a change in him for sure. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call it calm. Calm, like he's 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 got so much confidence that I think leads to calm. But he always seems like he's in mm-hmm. control. Like he knows what's going on. I never like you never see him get flustered as much as you know you'd kind of love to see him like rip into some reps sometimes, but it, it's just not his style. And it you know before where I think you know that maybe that hurt us sometimes, or it's like you know you're you're going against Izzo and he's constantly in the team's ear. Like I don't think it's really hurt them as much because I think he's got you know particularly in his last couple of years like he's really started to get the respect nationally that I don't think yeah. he had before. Uh, and he's, I think he's just, yeah, he's, he's in his element right now. Remember even the year after, and I'll chalk it up to talent, but the year after we graduated, they made that run and I'm watching him on the sideline and they're like making like huge plays against Florida. And he's just sitting on the sideline on a little stool on the, uh, above the elevated court and like not reacting super calm. Like, yeah, I got this. I've been here yeah. doing it a million times. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, what, what is this beeline? Or like, did, did somebody slip like a Xanax in his coffee? Like, what's going on right now? Well, he doesn't have to worry how the hell he's going to win with me and you no, anymore. No. <laughs> he's going to make America yeah. happen. So, yeah. Exactly. Okay. All the game planning that they did. I remember Mark Titus wrote about uh the improbability of us tying for the big 10 title with our talent. And I was like, you could have just said me and Novak, like outright. I mean, that's fine. You can say that straight up. I never saw that article. Is it? Is it is, pretty I, I can't remember exactly uh, where it was. I think he even mentioned a couple of times, uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, we had no business doing zero. That. Incredible. I mean, it was, I remember coach Val, you know, he pulled me in his office with like, I don't know, maybe six, seven games left in the Big Ten. And it was just like, hey, I'm looking at the standings and I'm looking at who we got left. And we got a chance to win this thing. And I remember, I thought it, was not, it wasn't even on my radar no. at that point. Because I was like, there's no way. I'm, we're just, you know, we're trying to get in a tournament, get a decent seed, make a run. And he was like, no. Nah. And I remember pointing it out. And like, from that point on, I was like, oh shit, we actually have a chance. And, uh, Somehow we pull it off. You know, I didn't even think about it one time until we lost to Purdue. We lost to Purdue at home. And I remember, I I don't know if I've been more upset by a loss. Maybe Ohio. Maybe losing to Ohio. But like that Purdue game at home pissed me off probably more than any other loss. The one for me is the Duke game in the tournament. That's the worst. That's the worst one? Why? Because I, well, me and you were both wide open. Okay. I, was start there. I, was, I, I was waiting to get there. I was like, all right, I'm going to go start. there when he's done talking. But you got there right away. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just start there. No, I mean, Darius had a fine look. But I think that, you know, we went, I think that team had, you know, some, some makeup to make a little run just because we were, you know, we could shoot, shoot. And, you know, we were, you know, we had just dismantled Tennessee. Yeah. Tim was yep. hot and he had the ability to, you know, carry a team. I mean, that's, 
you know, that I think that was the, I mean, obviously it was the closest we got to getting into the second weekend and shot in the air. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I watched that replay and I still think my irrational confidence that I'm just hitting that shot like 100%. But I remember watching that game and like Nolan Smith was like making his uh, mini self run that we were planning on trying to stop the entire time, like game planning to not let him go off. And he's making that mini run and he, he drops Hardaway just with a nasty crossover. And I was like, oh shit, this is not good. And then we went to the one three yeah. one <laughs> and brought it back a little bit. Man, that team was ridiculous. Yeah, the smoke and yeah, there. exactly. That always worked with in the tournament. Although with Ohio, I don't remember. Did it work against Ohio? I don't think anything worked no, against them. No, they were all killing it. There was really nothing we could have done that day. That was a horrible matchup. It really was. We should have been. We should have been a three seed. First, first of, of all. all. Yeah, let's not even go there. Second of all, that was just like a JV version of us. And it's not like we were going to get by on like way more talent at that point. So, I mean, it was just horrible matchup. I would have rather played like, you know, the second best team in the AC or something than played them. Yeah, I mean, they had an amazing run. They just were all, all momentum at that point. You give me... One of your favorite beeline stories, and then and then I'll tell you one of my favorite beeline stories. You got one? The the post Wisconsin demolishing that we took when we were in the film room. Uh, that one was that one was pretty incredible. What year was that? When he was going back and when he was going back and forth with Manny, it was our sophomore oh, year. Oh God, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. We did, we did the Civil War reenactment for every every F play. I mean, that was the worst, the most I've ever run in my life, too, in, like, January in the middle of the season. It was horrible. horrible. Uh, and Blake, <laughs> Blake couldn't, Blake did couldn't Blake finish. Up? That was classic. Uh, he just, like, yeah, I think he was thrown up, and he couldn't finish the run. So he left. I mean, I think there, I mean, he had a lot of, like, little, like, it, like funny stuff. Like I remember the time that Deshaun they used to have the the treadmill, and Deshaun had had to get on the treadmill to run. I missed the shot or something. And coach is like, coach is on the other side of the court, and Deshaun says like that's bullshit or yeah. something like that. And coach like dead ass sprints across the across the floor. But I can picture it he now. Is, he's, he's running at like the slowest pace of all time. <laughs> and he goes, what'd you say to me? And he like, just like, by the time he even got to Deshaun, like everything was just calm and it was fine. Cause it took <laughs> so long for him to get over there. That was, uh, that was pretty good. And then probably when, you know, our freshman year, when we got caught drinking, like right off oh, of yeah. that. Uh, and he, yeah, I remember he, he told me that he would, he would personally pack my bags himself and send me back to Indiana where I came from if I did that again. But then, like, the, the weird thing was, like, over time, it became, like, a running joke. Yeah. And he was actually, like, pretty cool about it. And, like, he was, like, realistic. We were college kids. Of course, we were going to go and drink. And so, you know, he would always, you know, he'd see us and go, vodka? Who drinks vodka? 
and like that was his thing. And I'm pretty sure like all four years he would every now and then drop a vodka. And he says, yeah, then he would tell us about how he would, they would like make tourney runs when he was first coaching. And then he like bought the team beer on the bus back. <laughs> yeah, we didn't no, have that, uh, that coach me. No, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. I forgot about that treadmill stuff. I remember because he he's like, yeah, you know, I was listening to this coach and he, in order to discipline his players, when guys mess up, he just sends them to the treadmill right in the middle of practice. And then he'll run for a little bit of time and, uh, and then they'll get right back in practice. And I think we're going to implement that in practice. And he's saying this with like the most upbeat tone, like, hoorah, let's go, guys. I'm like, no, you can't. He was like really excited about it. And it's all about us running and being punished for what we did in practice. And he just has this best, yeah. puts his best tone on it. And I'm like, okay, man, we'll see how this how, this, how long this lasts. And it was like, what, a couple weeks, maybe? Not even? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't last very long. I just thought of another one, though. It was actually, this one's probably, this one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. You remember he used to love the history stuff? You always talk about history. He's a history teacher, whatever. And so I forget what he was telling a story about the farmer and fertilizing. Oh, the tree. God. And he's like, and we were going through like a tough game. And the point he's trying to make is you got to, you got to, if you're the farmer, you put shit on the, on the plants to make them grow crops, you know, fertilizes them. So he tells the story about this this farmer every day would, would shovel, you know, shovel and the ground it, right? and put it on yeah. the tree and prune it. But he did the big thing is he kept putting this crap on. He kept dealing with it because he knew he was gonna make it, you know, kept putting it on. And so then he gets to the end, he's like, now who knows why he put the crap on the tree. <laughs> and Carlton Brundage's hand rocked <laughs> up. And I'll never forget being like sitting there. And he tried like in, in class where the teacher like doesn't want to call on somebody because he just knows like they don't know the answer. He doesn't want to embarrass them. But everyone just like says nothing. <laughs> so he goes, okay, Carlton, why do they do that? And he goes, well, they, they, they put they poop on a tree so the animals stay away because it smells bad. <laughs> and it actually kind of made sense. <laughs> we're just sitting there just like oh my gosh and then like i caught beeline after the fact and he admitted he was like yeah i see carlton you know raise his hand i know he has no chance of knowing what the answer to this question is and i'm trying to save the kid but how about that fucking answer oh man <laughs> maddie for people that don't know maddie uh was our video coordinator like our freshman and sophomore year or just our freshman year or, so, or junior. I think freshman and sophomore. Freshman and sophomore. Maddie was a very understated person. Non-confrontational. Completely non-confrontational. One of the most non-confrontational people I've ever met in my life. Uh, very nice. One of the sweetest men you'll ever meet. Uh, did his job. You know, put his head down. You know, listen to orders. Whatever. Well, <laughs> Maddie was like a, like a punching bag for stress, basically. So if something went wrong... Uh, with the hours of film that we watched, it, you know, Maddie was immediately called in and, you know, I wouldn't say reprimanded, but it was like, Maddie, come on, man, this is supposed to be flawless. This is your job. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, and, you know, we got we're always on the clock in college basketball with practice. And one day, I don't know if you remember, but we were like in the old, old locker room. We just turn off all the lights. We're in our seats, turn off all the lights and film was going on the projector. And 
all of a sudden the film just kind of glitches out and like stops and you know beeline is like slamming his his uh space bar that he actually had to replace i found out andy beeline told me that they had to replace his space bar on his computer one time because he was slamming it so hard and uh it's not working he calls maddie and he's like maddie what the hell is going on man you know you know it's your job like you know kind of messing with them but still being a little bit serious like you know we're in the middle of film and it's dark out and then he picks it up he turns the lights on goes and checks the computer and he's and maddie and is like most non-confrontational way ever. He goes, uh, uh, Coach, did you spill coffee on this? And he, and he was like, uh, yeah, might have. <laughs> and it just completely, <laughs> completely messed up the keyboard and like the computer. I think Maddie still got it figured out. I think he switched out computers because they had whatever saved in a, in a file somewhere or whatever team file they had. I don't know if they had, probably had Dropbox and evidence Dropbox. <laughs> Maddie saved the day within minutes, but it was... Yeah. Still to this day, one of the funniest, like, uh, you know, immediate foot in your mouth type situation. Did you spill coffee? I forgot. I definitely But you can picture that. it, right? Like, that Maddie was, just uh, so nicely saying, uh, did you do this? Well, I mean, you're Maddie. Do you really want to? You really want to? Hell no, because I, I want to say we probably lost that game, too. So he was, Beeline was already on edge somehow. So, yeah, no, you don't want to correct him. How about that? That's classic. The not mainstream podcast. So you can imagine the picture I'm going to use, right? <laughs> Who made I don't know, that? Some picture? guy uh, just inboxed me with the photo he made. Pretty proud of it, and I was like, "Hell yeah, this is amazing! Can I use this?" He's like, "Yeah, you can use it forever you want." I'm like, yep, done. I put it up right away. I did. I, I like. I always kind of laughed at it, but I never really understood what he was. I have like, no idea. I think was. it was like we weren't like uh, big time recruits or something. But he just came up with not mainstream to put on our jerseys, which was fine with me. It was like kind of hipster, so I kind of liked it. <laughs> we were hipsters before hipsters. We yeah. were hipsters before hipsters in the class. We the glasses are actually, yeah, it's, that was us. Exactly. We don't get enough credit. It really, yeah. Now that I look back at that picture, it really was. That Way guy ahead. Was ahead of the we, I should find him. I hope he's listening to this, or he listens to this, and he reaches out because that is amazing future talent. All right, man. Yeah, cool, man. Good luck I mean, with it. Yeah, have a good trip, and I will live vicariously through you. So I will probably text you. You need. You got to do some junk and updates. Huh. All right, buddy. Later. See you, man.